What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when using data to guide their decision-making process? Any come to mind? Maybe too much. They're, They're relying too much on the data and they're not going a little bit with what their intuition is. Okay. You know, it's, it, I see it as, I forget if it was like, ba- it was like base camp or something. Um, I think his name's Jason, Jason Friedberg, maybe uh, Friedman. And he, he was talking about, I mean, they never took VC money, um, you know, and they, they didn't really even have like KPIs. They probably had some KPIs where like, Hey, how much money did we make this month? Is it more than we had to pay? You know, but it was very light touch. Um, I think when it came to roadmap and, um, you know, tons and tons and tons of user testing, I would say, and like, oh, we need to, you know, A, B, C, D test this color on the homepage, right? It's like, no, you don't like, you don't need to A, B, C, D test that and have a designer just like hate their life while they work for you creating (laughs) like A, B test for like in perpetuity. Um, so I think sometimes too much, too much data is maybe a burden. It's, I think it's finding a KPI that's so valuable that you don't even want to tell anyone what that KPI is and, and boiling that down to one or two things that you think really impact your business or really impact your investing strategy. Um, find what works for you, what your, everyone's risk tolerance is different. Um, you know, you I'm sure you got people aping into crazy, you know, projects All that are coming out. And they're stuff, just, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, you know what? Like, you know, and, and the, those people are a little sadistic, right? It's like almost being addicted to gambling. Like they want to go to zero, mm-hmm. right? They want, like they need to get there. There's a little bit of that. So if you get, if you have a friend like that, like maybe, you know, send it, there's a 1-800 number to send them. But <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's more about, it's more about finding what, what works for you. What's your risk tolerance and, you know, then kind of working your way out from there because, Trading is very difficult. It's very hard. You know, it, even like investing can be seen as trading in a way, mm-hmm. you know, first off, it's like, what's in your funnel, right? What are you, what are you actually seeing, right? Like if you're coming onto and you're a VC and you're going to launch a fund, it's like, do you just think you're going to get like the best deal flow? You think Uber's just going to walk in your front door? Like, no, it's not. Um, so there's, there's a time period to understanding you know, are you seen and do you have enough purview? Do you have enough time to dedicate to it? I think for the most part, I think most people probably don't. And so I think the future is in order for in our space to kind of keep swinging that pendulum towards the consumer and giving them power um, over some of the institutions and some of the kind of the not level playing field that's happening out there is to create more automation. You know, it's kind of like with Robinhood, like everyone's an investor now, right? Like uh, Robinhood made options easy. like who can make options easy? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, if they figured that out, maybe they, they made the interface so simple that people can figure out how to do that. We can make crypto easy. Right. And we can make investing easy in a diversified, low risk basket of projects. Um, we can make that happen. And I think that's another piece. I think I saw Michael Saylor post something about, he was like, Oh, Bitcoin's up 86% in the last two years. And then like Google, Apple, blah, blah, blah. All these things were down, right? Mm-hmm. All these equities were down. Um, and then, you know, what he didn't mention was there's like 48 other, whether it's a layer one or a large cap crypto project, that's now a massive DAO and ecosystem fund and has a larger VC fund than most VCs in the country is up 2,914%, right? It's like, they're just 
glancing over, and these were two year timelines as well, right? And it's like, sure, like you could say that, you know, maybe sometime in the future that those things might not exist, but like you were talking about a two year timeline and you glanced over 50 to 100 other projects that just absolutely destroyed the return of the of the kind of main project out there. And I think there's something interesting in that because, you know, the S&P 500 is only 500 stocks. QQQ right. is only 100 companies, right? The Dow is 30 companies. And so to, like to not pay attention to the top 100 to 200 projects in the Web3 space that have outperformed everything, even if there were only 250 crypto projects going forward, that's still a massive piece of the market. Everyone's like, oh, tens of thousands go to zero. Well, so do tens of thousands of companies go to zero every year. People start lots of pizza shops and they don't make it. And so I think it's people just are, they're, they're not, their perspective is, is so skewed because of what, you know, their, their feed looks like their individual feed. And my new thing now is don't trust your feed, mm -hmm. right? Like I just told you there were like five. Yeah. I just posts. saw you tweet that. Yeah. 5 million posts a day. Like, I mean, I, who do I see? I see like you posting like some dumb things on Twitter. I'm posting some <laughs> dumb things on Twitter and then like John replying to them and like, that's it. Right. That's it. Yeah. And, but that's like three people. And then I'm just telling you there's 5 million crypto specific posts a day and 5 Crazy. billion engagements on top of that. Like you can't, Crazy. you can't see what's going on. Crazy.